Right, hey, g'day, ladies and gents. Matty Michael here, Love Mind Podcast. Go to the mining podcast in the world, but we are presenting you with another go to mining podcast in the world today. Not, not even seen as competition, an ally in the mining podcast world. Right, before we get into this, hats have been restocked, stubby holders have been restocked. LifeMindPodcast.com forward slash shop. Get your merch. It's good to go. If you're not a patron already, download the Podbean app. Get access for one beer a month to all the loose episodes where all the rude words are spoken and stories that cannot be publicly available. That's where it's all at. That's where all the dirty Tucker stuff is. So today with me in this episode, I have the pioneer of mining podcasting. She has two names. Her first name was Leanne Drew, still is in a way. She runs under the pseudonym Mad Mumsy. She hosts the Beers with a Miner podcast, which was the first mining podcast in the history of mining podcasts. I was very privileged to have her on. She's an absolute fucking legend. And we, well, we didn't talk about mining too much. We talked about her life, adversity she's gone through. From the start of the Beers with a Miner podcast, how she's kept it going, even when times are tough, she is fucking resilient and an absolute fucking legend. There's links galore here. Check her out, madmumsy.com. Within that, forward slash beers, that's all her podcast. She's got a Facebook page, Mad Mumsy. She's got a Beers with a Miner Facebook page. She's got bloody online courses to help greenies into the mining industry mining.teachable.com I'll put all the bloody links to all the most popular episodes up in the notes of the episode wherever you access the podcast episode you'll see all the links and she's just a bloody legend Haven't, haven't met her in person but I fucking love her to death you'll see the little animated picture of herself I'll chuck it up righto here we go Leandro Mad Mumsy Australia's number one mining podcast female legend. I didn't do a I didn't do a fancy uh, intro like you did with um, when you introduced me on your podcast, but I'm just keeping it simple. I have with I me today the, the pioneer of mining podcasts, the founder, the fucking, the bloody, the Edmund Barton, the 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 Burke and Wills of mining podcasting, <laughs> Mad Mumsy. <laughs> oh, my God. How exciting. He, oh, Thank you for having me on the podcast. That's, Talk about um, rolling out the red carpet, mate. Yeah, fucking oath, mate. That's pretty crazy. Thank you. I'm, um, <laughs> I need a drink after that. Cheers. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's a. It's an honour, a privilege. The what? What did podcasting look like when you started your mining podcast? Well, no, hardly anybody knew what it was. Oh, what's a podcast? My mum said a to podcast me, in general. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right, and that because it was in April 2016 when I started, and um, they, my mum said, "Oh, when can I, 
where can I watch it? <laughs> and I said, well, you don't watch a podcast, mum. You'd listen to it, you know. Um, and then the other question, which you'd know, is you always get is how do you make money out of that? And um, for anyone who is wondering, the answer I always give is think of it like they say if you've got a, a brand or a business, you should write a book to help people to get to know you so that you can be um, – to show that you know what you're on about and to drive traffic to your um, products or whatever it is that you you know you do or your services. So it's kind of like a big business card, but because they listen to you, they get to know, like, and trust you even, even quicker. Or they go, <laughs> she's just an idiot, I'm not listening to that again, and you, off you go. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was the biggest one is what's a podcast and how do you listen? So at least now um, most people know, which is good. Do you remember us. what the big podcasts at that time were? Because if you, you say to anyone now, what's what's the most famous podcast you know, everyone would say Joe Rogan, for example, or uh, he'd be probably the most famous in the world now. When you first released Mad Mumsy, what were the big podcasts around then? Um, can you remember that far yeah. back? Well, I well I can because <laughs> <laughs> because I know because I signed up to their online business, um, you know, products teaching you how to do stuff online. Um, so it was Internet Business Mastery with Jason and Jeremy, and they were pretty cool. And then they had they used to get influ uh, entrepreneurs on, and I remember they had John Lee Dumas, who's now known as JLD, and he started Entrepreneurs on Fire. Entrepreneur on Fire was the first one to ever do a daily podcast, and all his coaches and mentors said, "No, no, no." No, that's not how we do podcasting <laughs> and you can't do that. But he just set it up in a way that he batches it, baby, you know, like do a few at a time and he's got systems and he does it. And then so I used to listen to him and um, they, they were the main two. And then I used to download <laughs> – I remember I was working on Night Shift out in the mines and because I used to download them all onto a USB stick so I could put him in the stereo of whatever machine I was operating and listen. And the ashes were on in England, but we couldn't get ABC in our trucks at that mine. Um, so I downloaded all last week's ashes commentary by all the POMs in England <laughs> and listened to that all night. I was a week behind and I knew the result, but I, I just love because I love cricket. So I love that and um, – yeah, but they were probably the main two and then uh, John Lee Dumas, people were starting to ask him all the time about how do I do a podcast and so he asked us if if he set up a, an online course about how to do a podcast, would we buy it? And I remember I signed up for $147 to Podcasters Paradise Sounds lovely, doesn't it? <laughs> and um, sounds like some cheap porn site or something. Oh, now don't say that. <laughs> it even <laughs> it even had a palm tree as a logo and everything. Oh my god! But of um, yeah, so I was a founding member of that before I even created it, and that's how I got into podcasting. And that is now 
I think it's nearly $2,000 or something to get in there. Um, but that's how I learned how to do it. And it kind of all just went isn't, from there. Isn't it funny that, isn't it funny back like where technology was evolving at that time? From what I remember, like going down the road of, you know, 3D televisions and, and, really high definition video now one of the most popular mediums in the world is essentially listening to the radio again like it's all gone backwards it's all just on demand radio podcast like because podcasting is massive but it's it, so so simple <laughs> it is that's right and that and that's how i described it to people it's like listening to the radio but when you want to listen to your show um the conversation the conversation hour on the abc was one of the biggest ones as well one of the first yeah i think it still is oh yeah, yeah. I listen to that heaps yeah yeah and because i used to like that 11 o'clock every every day weekday good stories good interviews um and i've been listening to that for years i guess that's part of why i like podcasting so much you know and um they were the first ones to start saying the p word you know <laughs> you can download the podcast at their abc website and then other radio stations started to do it and the guys out at work, because they knew I was, after a while, they knew I was podcasting. And they, and I said, well, you don't have to just listen to me. There's heaps of other ones and because there's, you know, like true crime is just off tap. Everyone loves that. But I, the guys love their footy and sporting, so they were downloading all the Triple M bloody NRL stuff and everything and listening to that on especially on night shift it gets so boring and they the radio station that we did have would would play the same 30 classic Aussie rock songs you soon get sick of them after seven nights you know (laughs) yeah so um that's how I started getting the guys into it and then they were all and I said no all you downloaded onto a USB and it was really hard then too because iTunes, as it was, not Apple Podcasts like it is now, um, they made it really hard to download. But there was a way once you knew. Yeah, so because it had to be an MP3. Unless, unless you had Apple everything, Apple phone, Apple bloody TV, Apple frigging computer, like you, yeah, well, I know yeah. exactly what you mean. Yeah, and then you've still got to get it onto a USB. And like telling guys who still would write out a resume rather than type it, <laughs> how to download a podcast onto a USB so you can listen to it in your grader, you know, it was, it was fun. I'm like, you can do it, you can, and and they did. It's good. And one of them actually, he's one of the um, trainers at One Band Camp I was working at, and he, um, when he's got a newbie in the truck, he puts my podcast in so they can start to hear, you know, like he's got a few certain ones like mining terms you need to know with mad baz which is my stepdad and it's that's hilarious <laughs> it's so funny oh but it's, yes i've got to go i'll have to go listen to that <laughs> oh you've got to listen to it just fast forward the first half an hour because that's all the boring stuff like you know your duty of care and blah 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 all the real very important things but they're boring then we got on to because i i asked my crew for about I think two swings. What's some mining terms? I'm doing a thing. And um, they were calling me up on the two-way and telling me after a while, hey, Leanne, have you got this one? Have you got that one? And then listening to the two-way and, you know, it's like pineapple. You, you'd know what a pineapple is over there, I'm sure. Oh, God, get plenty of them. 
yeah, on right. a regular basis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but newbies don't know that. And then things when they call you up and chuck 21, Leanne, go and get your gear and get out, you know, and instantly you think, oh, shit, I'm in trouble. They're going to take me to the gate, you know, but no, they just need you to drive a different truck or. You know, that truck's going to go to the workshop or whatever. And and then lots of ones about. Snatching it. Snatching it. Snatching it. would be a big one. That's a good one. And um, sports day, um, pyjama day. Like lots of people don't even know what pyjama day is. So It's pyjama day. I don't know what that is. Pyjama day. I suppose this is open pit underground. What's pyjama day? Yeah, well, that's a difference, can, can be. Um, well, pyjama day to us is when you're going from night shift to day shift or day shift to night shift. No, night, what are you doing? You finish day shift and then you have to sleep all the next day because you're going to start night shift. Oh, so, so yeah, so we call that shift change. Yeah, see, to us, shift or to me, because I always just talk about from like my own experience as well and now that I'm podcasting, things I've heard from other people like you. Um, so shift change to me is when you're going home and you're going on break. That's shift ah, change. There you Whereas go. when you're still at work and you're just changing from day shift to night shift or whatever, that's pajama day. So with pajama day, oh, I'm well, sure this is I'm sure this is still the same. That's map. interesting. Yes, right. I'm sure Isn't it? Because because shift change to us is the it's not the um the process of changing days well it technically is the process of changing uh night shift to day shift it is the event which is get as much piss into you within a six hour period and absolutely exactly. write yourself off the face of the planet and nothing um, else to do pass out go to bed get up and <laughs> go on the day shift that is like shift change is the event in underground it- mining for two well, and one Yeah, well, when it is in open card, even when you're doing um, week on, week off, I've been on, which is, this is a shit roster where you do three three day shifts and two nights. Or, oh, yuck. Or two nights and two days or like three and five. Um, I like straight through now, seven and seven, you know, all days or all nights. Mm. You get in a routine. But, um, yeah, we used to have pyjama days. So we'd go and work for two or three days then have pyjama day or your shift change. So everyone's get – that would normally be finish day shift. So you'll get on the piss wherever you are um, and then into the wee hours and just try not to get in trouble because there's other people that are getting up the next day. They're not on shift change, you know, so you've got to balance yeah, that. You actually, or even people actually using it as a pyjama day and not a bulk piss-up day. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then um, – You've got all the next day basically to get sober <laughs> and then go to work <laughs> and then go to work the next day. But when I was at this one band camp, it was the last time that I did a pyjama day and that's when I started my podcast. So on pyjama day, because I didn't really know many people there or anything, I'd have a few beers and I'd, you know, get pretty hammered in my in my room by myself. <laughs> but I was... That's when I was I was writing and studying and learning and practicing, uh, you know, recording myself but never releasing it and <laughs> stuff like that, and secretly becoming Mad Mumsy because nobody knew for two oh, years. Oh yes, the 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 private the little secret pseudonym. That's right, we hiding behind a cartoon but- character. <laughs> 
the only criticism I have of this pajama day, it doesn't sound very mining. Like it sounds very, <laughs> you know, fluffy and pillow fighty, whereas like, you know, shift change is like shift change has a lot you you when i say it it's just like you can feel the bloody alcohol sweating out your pores the next day already like it's got a real bloody good feel about it well when you do that is that is i've never heard that oh well there you go for all and um i guess maybe perhaps some of your listeners haven't heard of it either if they're mostly i'd love to come over I'll have to come over to Queensland for a pyjama day one day to, <laughs> yeah. to, uh, to really just see what it's all about, if there's yeah. any differences. Well, and the thing uh, is, once you do enough pyjama days, it has the same feeling and energy around it, like like you said with the word shift change, has the meaning of getting on the pierce and all that. That's exactly what pyjama day means to us. Fuck yeah, pyjama day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, same thing. So Oh, I love it. I love mm. it. Have you have you shared the full Mad Mumsy story on many other podcasts in your time? Um, not he. I've been on Finny Pete's full production. Yep, yep. Yep, I've been on that and I've been on my friend Jodie Sainsbury Kick-Ass Radio. She's a coal train driver over here and she does a lot for- Is um, that the one you had on the other week? Oh, she's been. Yeah, no, she was that on was your a, podcast. Yeah, she's been on my podcast, but that was a while ago now. No, the one last week was Louise as a party, and she's a heavy vehicle mechanic. Oh, and, right, got you. Yeah, yeah, and she ended up winning a the national titles in the skills competition, and then went to the worlds and came fourth, and is now a judge. Oh, congrats, Louise! She fucking kick ass, and she's like twelve years old or something. I'm old, so anyone young is is feels old, feels really young, you know. I remember my dad said to me when we were growing up, he said, you know you're getting old, kiddo, when the cops look young. <laughs> <laughs> we had the cops knock on the door back in my past life and I opened the door and I remember my ex saying, there's no way that guy's old enough to be a copper. And I remember and I, all this, what my dad was saying was flashing back to me. <laughs> And I was in my twenties <laughs> then, I think. Oh dear, yeah. So well, there you go. I- probably only a couple. Yeah, I've done a few uh, guest blog posting and stuff like that, but it's not the same. Well, Speaking is better. I'm very <laughs> intrigued. I'm very intrigued now to go into the depth of. Well, it's not why you started the podcast, but it sounds like the plan that was in place, if you were pre- uh, doing test runs and going on courses to do this, this wasn't just a spare-of-the-moment decision. It sounds like there was a lot of uh, thought and energy put into the inception of Mad Mumsy. So take it off wherever you bloody want. Oh, well, the first thing I'm going to take off is the lid off my esky. <laughs> oh, your little portable ice My little, bucket. My little... Yeah. Yes, I'm just going to crack a beer. This is Mad Mumsy's favourite sound in the world and it's why I drink cans, not stubbies. Ah. And it's even, it's just what my car came with. I didn't plan it this way, but the rego of my car is KCH. Oh, there you go. How cool is that? (laughs) Hang on, this will be a bit noisy. Edit, edit, edit. Right. Um, what was the question? 
Oh fuck yeah! I, no, oh, I forget right. all the time. Oh, that's a there was a there was a. It was about yeah, why yeah, I, I started you know, Mad You need Mumsy. to bloody you, 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 you need to, when you need to get a beer, you need to get a bloody beer. That's right. And what an annoying podcaster I am, eh? <laughs> You'd think someone yes. who's a podcaster would know not to interrupt you mid sentence. I do apologise. Well, I don't. No, I'm, I'm now. I'm just. I'm more interested in like. Holy shit, you put so much effort into really training for this. I literally put my first episode out and like, oh, that's shit. Oh, well, too late. It's live. But it sounds like you <laughs> you did a lot of reviewing and approving for your first ones. Well, a lot of it, Matt, really was just um, fear. So fear of being judged, what people would think. So I just kept was procrastinating actually putting it out there. Because I was, um, I didn't know what people would think and who am I to do that? You know, the old imposter syndrome, big time. Um, But I started writing a book about when I first left my ex, got into mining and I, I was calling myself then Survivor Chick because the way the relationship ended up, I came pretty close to not surviving, you know, in um, one step to the right, walking down a highway could have been the easiest answer, but I had kids. I couldn't do that to them. So I'm like, fuck, now what am I going to (laughs) do? So I went down to mums as you do. And um, yeah, that's how I ended up getting into mining. So I started writing, just writing that story. And I thought I was going to write a book. So what I started doing then was listening to all these podcasts and I thought, well, why don't I just record it and I could turn it into an audio book. And then when the more I heard about podcasting, then I started thinking about talking to other people in the mines because by then I'd been mining for a while or a couple of years, I suppose, a few years, and people kept asking me all the same questions how do I get a job in the mines? How does a little thing like you buy, drive those big trucks? You must be rich. <laughs> How do I get a job doing that? And that's the intro to my podcast, you know. And so instead of um, answering on Facebook and stuff the same messages all the time, I started writing about it. Then I started a website because um, I had another business idea that I was going to do and I was going to start a little hippie shop leave mining, have a little hippie shop, sell things online and also the locals craft stuff and that. I built big kick-ass shed, but the council wanted $30,000 just to approve it. It was a joke. And it and as a shop, and I wanted to do all the right things. So anyway, I went back to mining and I now got a good shed. <laughs> and um, But that's why I started learning about doing websites and stuff. So I started a little website with um, Mad Mumsy, that's what the kids used to call me, and it kind of grew from there. And at first it was because I always wore plaits and a hat um, when I'm mining because, it, you know, for any girls that are listening, I don't know if any girls are listening to your podcast, but plaiting your hair is the best way to look after long hair when you're out in the dust and the coal and the shit. So I always wore my hair like that. So my cartoon character has um, two plaits and she did 
just have like an angel halo across the top <laughs> because I was writing more about spiritual stuff, hippie, because I'm a bit of an old hippie, you know, just more mindset things. And then um, I really rebranded it. I probably only had 10 people ever came to the website, so it's not like it was a big deal. But in my mind, I changed it. No, this is going to be mining. So I got a, a pink hard hat put on top of Mad Mumsy and it, and it went from there. And then I just started writing for a magazine called Shift Miner, which is over here in central Queensland. And they're more online now, like most, you know, magazines. But back in the day, they were in every crib harp. They were at all the camps and all the servos and stuff. And I was sitting at the at the crib heart and there was a few girls in there and they were saying, this is a good magazine, but there's not one bloody woman's voice in here. Nothing except for the pictures of the community race days in the, you know, little mining towns and stuff like that, the little fundraisers. And then um, that's when I thought, oh, I wonder if they'd be interested in some of the stories that I've written. And they were, but they would only let me write three or 400 words <laughs> So I remember the first one I sent him, he said, that's really good. And I, it was 1,500 words. And he said, that's really good. Now cut it down to 400. I'm like, fucking how could I do that? Like you'd lose the whole story. So what I started doing then was having an extended version on my website. And to start the podcast, I just read the extended versions. So they were like an audio blog of me. And then I started interviewing people and... Now I do a bit of both, a bit of a mad mumsy rant every now and again about mining inquiries or something and then um, interviewing lots of other people, all sorts. But it's been real so, random too. I don't, I'm not every week or anything. I'm, <laughs> I think on average Apple Podcasts says monthly. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> no, it's not bad. So, so your motives initially were totally different to what it's become. Essentially, yeah. you, were, you were starting, it wasn't even going to be mining at all. This was before you even got a job in the mines, you were thinking of doing this as, as a result of what you went through by the sounds. Um, not the podcast. The podcast was always going to be mining, but the website um, was more, uh, and the Facebook page and stuff. The brand Mad Mumsy was just... Something I could be like an alter ego that wasn't really me and no one knew it was me. Um, but then so many people asking me about mining all the time. I made it mining related and then I started the podcast at, and, and writing for the magazine and then um, the podcast has definitely always been mining. So why the anonymous status at the start? Why the pseudonym? Why the mad mumsy? Why wasn't it just Leanne Drew? Well, take us through that. I'm interested to know why. Um, it was definitely the fear of judgy humans and especially those that I worked with. Um, so you, you didn't care if Mad Mumsy got judged, but you, it, if it was personally directed at you, it would have taken more of a toll. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to handle it because I'm a bit of a... Um, I openly admit it now, I'm an emotional little soul at times <laughs> and that's why 
I struggled in mining a lot of times, you know, crying in my truck and stuff. And a lot of people don't see that side of mining. They just see the money and the time off. They don't see any anything else, some of them, at all. So that's why I like to share what I do. But I, I didn't want to be sitting because the mine where I started writing for Shift Miner, um, I didn't really get on with that crew real well. And that was hard for me. That's the first time I've ever been on a crew where I didn't feel like I fit in at all. I just felt, I don't know, weird and old and not good enough and fat and just everything, you know. Um, it was a real powerful crew of um, young people and lots of cowboys and um, purple circles. Is that a word that you guys know over there? Purple circle. Purple yep, circle. Purple circle and I was way out of the rings of that. And um, that's when I, I that's when I started basically doing it and and I did not want them to know because I thought they would crucify me. And then I finally left that mine and went back to my old mine. I went home and I'd been away from there for about three years and um, they were amazing. They just openly accepted what I did. I went to the mine manager and my supervisors and told them what I'm doing because at this other mine I was trying to get permission to get a photo with a truck that I could use because I was creating online. You know, I I had the dream of creating online courses and selling shit, but you're not allowed to take photos. People do. But if, you know, when I'm starting to be more public about it, oh, where did you get that photo? You know, if they wanted to be real shitty about it. And these guys were just really supportive and they let me bring my big, good camera into work and take whatever photo I wanted. Um, And I got videos of walking up a truck and so much. And then they gave me a USB of other photos that have been taken all around the mine site that I would never, ever have access to and I could use them however I want. So it was drag lines and drills and photos from inside the diggers and so many things. So I've got a lot of that peppered throughout my, not enough, I keep forgetting I've got them, (laughs) to be honest, but inside my courses and stuff. Um, And so that's... Also the time that I interviewed my mum because she'd been in mining and um, she's retired now, she's an artist, and she kept calling me Leanne and she'd go, Leanne, oh, sorry, mad mumsy. And all at first I'm like, it's all right, I'll edit it out. And then that was around the time I said, no, look, it's all right because I, I started to become proud of what mad mumsy was doing. And I knew that it was helping a lot of people and you get feedback and, um, yeah, that that um, that helped a lot. Oh, you got me all emotional now. Better have a drink. <laughs> it's been a while since I've oh, thought about that. <laughs> as, as, you, as you said, it's, pre- it's pretty easy to get you emotional. I haven't even started really pushing hard yet. God, you're going to be a groveling mess by the end of Oh, it. <laughs> that's all right. I wear my heart on the sleeve now. I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. If they don't like it, too bad. <laughs> Tell me to harden that's up, all, you know. <laughs> that That's all. I've always taken that thing. It, yeah, that's the best thing about podcasts. If you don't want to listen to it, fuck off and listen to something else. It's, it's on demand. If there is no demand, who cares? Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, that's right. And um, it's just uh, been a big, a big roller coaster, really. And then I remember I I was at um, at the <laughs> at camp, and I was going out with this fella who was an underground miner, and he's my listeners know him as the real miner because he works underground, right? So they're real miners. I'm sure we'll get to that. But his crew knew that I was Mad Mumsy and they they were hilarious. They thought I was like a reporter or something. And so they wanted me to, because we were all staying in the same camp. They were at a different mine, but we were all at the same camp. And um, they wanted me to uh, take it to management about, they never washed the dunas in the dongers and they were all going to throw them out and I should do a big deal, a big thing about it and all of that. And I'm like, that's not what I'm about, guys. It's, but it was funny. But And then just going back to when I went home, back to that other mine site, I remember I was in the light vehicle and um, we were all crowded in there and we were going down to our trucks in the pit in the morning and this one guy said, oh, well, I don't think, that uh, management are going to be very happy to know they've got a reporter working here. And I remember him from when I worked there before and he was a bit of a fuckwit right from the start. And like, oh, yeah, right, I remember you. And I just Probably looked still him, is a fuckwit. Oh, he's never going to change, mate. And I just, looked, <laughs> I just looked him straight in the eye and said, you have absolutely no idea what I even do, do you? And I just left it at that. And then that's when I said to my supervisor, I need to go and see the bosses when I can because this is what I'm doing. And um, he goes, that's what? Yeah, really? That's so good. And then, yeah, I got they took me in and I had a really good chat in the big house, in the big office, and let them know and that's when they gave me their full support. And when I got the photos, the only thing I had to do was um, send them to them for approval so I had to run them all through Photoshop and just take out their branding but they didn't mind leaving the numbers on there and stuff but just take out their logo that was on the side of the truck and I mean if anyone really wanted to dig deep they'd be able to figure out where I've worked but I rarely say anything bad you know like this just this one dozer driver at this one band camp you know um and that's sort of what I like my guests to do as well on the podcast because it's to me I'm not there to name and shame to me the my um uh the people that listen and listen to me most and that contact me especially are the ones that want to get into mining but they don't know much about it and they see me as um as a way that says how it is you know, between me and the people that I talk to as well. So, you know, like talking about <laughs> Pajama Day and pineapples and all of that sort of stuff. And that's why I did that episode with Mad Baz about mining terms you need to know. Because if you, they're the sort of things I, I like, I want them to be like an undercover newbie, you know. They're newbies, but fuck, they know a fair bit. For a newbie, how do you, you know, like some of the, you know, the old, I can't even think of one. Well, go and get the left-handed screwdriver or whatever. But if you know that old joke, you're all over it from the start or you're like, oh, yeah, this is just go that thing that go they to, say. Go to the store and get a bag of holes. Yeah. Yeah, exa- yeah, that's right. And there's plenty of those. So, 
Um, yeah, have a listen to that episode, mate. And I must say, I we were both I pretty will. smashed by the end of it. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's probably why uh, you got the safety shit out of the road first. And then yeah, we did the, definitely. The yeah, that's and stuff at the end. Yeah, and that's my stepdad. Um, so yeah, he really helped me when I first started in mining, and because it really took me a long time to get it about backing in under the diggers and or there were shovels down there in New South Wales. Um, and knowing, just figuring it out, and I really struggled at first. And um, we'd be at home. Mum would be trying to watch Home and Away, <laughs> and he'd we'd have the remote controls on the coffee table, and he's like, "Now, especially because we we're on the same cruise, so he knew the exact situation where I fucked up that day. You know, for this is the first. <laughs> this was between." First and second crib, and then, <laughs> then we'll with them we'll go into what you did wrong in the next bit, um, and so he's moving the remote controls around. Say now the digger turned around like that, and you backed in like that, but you needed to be there and this, and you know you've got to come in like that, come in close to the digger and or the shovel. And mum, then mum would go, shut up, wait for the adverts. <laughs> so funny, <laughs> oh my god! And because I got a real hard time when I first started. Because I just wasn't getting it and I was, I'd get upset. I'd take everything personally. Like, you know, the mining culture, you've just got to, uh, and, and I know that now, but embrace it and go with it and join in half the time. Everyone has a line. Like don't, you know, get if people are taking the piss out of someone but it's in a, a really um, – politically incorrect way or, you know, you can see that it's really, really hurting them. Well, don't join in on that shit. But when it's just fun and and things, whereas I took absolutely everything so personally, you know, and then I eventually left and after nine months and come back up to Queensland because it was too bloody cold down there and snowing and everything. And um, so I came back up here and when I left – there was this dozer driver and he – and I, I, I can name him because I he he's cool. We've had – we're good friends now. Um, cranky. So that tells you what sort of bloke he was, right? Cranky. <laughs> and he used to yell at me every time I went to the dump. I was always doing something wrong in the wrong spot and I'd cry and go down the digger, probably get told off down there as well, go back up the – you know, this just went all day. And then one day um, I – I backed in and I got my load over. It all went over the edge and I'm like, yes, nailed it. And he calls me up on the two-way. Copy truck five. Truck five, copy. He said, do you know how many koalas you just killed? <laughs> because we were dumping into a, straight over a forest. <laughs> it was like, and I'm like, oh, he had a joke, you know. Oh, I'm not in. Tr- I'm not in trouble. It was funny, and then, and then when oh, I crank, left, he's cracked a funny. <laughs> he did right, and then when I left, um, at my farewell, like everyone came and we all got on because I got on good with him at the pub and stuff. It was just at work. It was shit, and um, he he st- he wouldn't talk to me. I'm like, oh, come on, cranky, you're right. He goes, no, you fuck off, fuck off, back up to Queensland. And then I found out after, eventually, he, he told me that. He was pissed off. He said, out all the work that we put into you and you finally started to get it and you left. 
you're, and now you're going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the heartache you've put us through? I'm like, no, I didn't know you were all a bunch of assholes. <laughs> Oh, jeez, he had a fair point too, didn't he? <laughs> he oh, oh, he did. And then he, after I left, he got put in the shovel and he was hitting trucks and yelling at them and everything because I thought, you're kidding. Actually, no, he was just training in the shovel when I first left and um, that was another <laughs> good reason to get out, right? And uh, he ended up having to go for anger management classes and everything. And then became they put him in the oh, training. Look at what you did to this poor bloke. No, he did it to himself. And he's a Collingwood supporter, <laughs> so that's the end of that, right? <laughs> and um, anyway, we got a whole fleet of Caterpillar trucks one day, brand spanking new at this one band camp. And he came out and he was the trainer that came. Each truck came with 100 hours of Caterpillar trainer or something. And um, we went up the pub and my supervisors were saying, well, thank you, whatever you did training her because, you know, it really worked and all of that. And, and we'd take on there, yeah, you know, I told you about that asshole dozer driver cranky. This is him. <laughs> <laughs> so we're good mates now. It's all good. But that's well, the sort of thing got. people don't know, you know, that you're going to come across people like that. And how are you going to handle it? Mm. And can you handle yes, it? Yes, and you, uh, 2020, you, uh, hindsight. Hindsight's a wonderful yeah. thing when you can reflect back on it. But if you can help someone by preparing them for it, because mm. um, you you wouldn't have been prepared for it at all. You wouldn't know there's all these cranky old pricks that are going to bloody go off their tits at you all the time when no. you put the truck in the wrong bloody spot. No, I didn't. And um, my mum warned me about blokes uh, gossiping. She said, you think girls gossip, bloody hell, wait till you get out on the crew with them lot. And she's so right. There's so much gossip. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh, we're shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you haven't, there isn't any gossip to talk about. You usually just make up a rumour in the morning mm. and try to get that around. So why did, here's a here's a fun, interesting question. It mightn't be that fun, but I want to know what makes you so emotional reflecting back on the inception of Mad Mumsy. What 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 is the emotional thing about that journey that makes you tear up on camera? Oh, good question. Um, is it the work you put in, or starting something from nothing against all the adversity, or what? What what do you can you attribute? Put your finger on what it is that makes you. Uh, oh, I'm sure it's a good emotion. I, th I think it's a couple of things. It's how proud I am of her now and of me, Leanne, now because I've stepped into Leanne is Mad Mumsy and Mad Mumsy is Leanne and how far I've come, how much I've grown, how how much more belief I have that my message and what I want people to know and hear about is important, and that's what, what is your message. What is what is the mining? What is your message? I think. Can that, you sum it up? Yeah, I I really think that it's along the lines of knowledge about. Mining culture is 
more important the knowledge about the technical aspects of the actual job if you want to last in mining, especially for new people. So, so you're like you're really pushing a survivor's guide. Mm, but I well, don't you were going to be survivor to, chick, weren't I you? I was right. Good connection. But I, I did, I did have a saying at one stage about how to survive and thrive, or just survive actually, how to survive in mining. But we don't want to just fucking survive in mining. We want to, we want to actually enjoy our jobs and you know, um go on to new things, go to new levels or just stay where you are and get as good as you can, whatever it is that you're doing, you know. But we want to be able to not just survive in mining because there's a lot of people who are surviving in mining but because they have to because they can't leave because they got them golden handcuffs on. That's surviving in mining or let's just not get injured and um, not die and get home every round but it's more than that. My message is more than that. I want them to go in there and um, actually find a way to enjoy it and make it work for your family. And I think the biggest way, especially at the start, is to have a bit of a clue about what the fuck it's going to be like, what it, what you might be in for, you know, starting right from when they finally get a job. Some of them that contact me have been trying five years to get in the mines and they finally got a start. They've been through the interview. Oh, what happens at the interview? What happens? I've got to have medical and all of that sort of stuff. So I talk about that. That's why I had the doctor on originally. And, um, and then they get a job and they say, oh, fuck, <laughs> now what happens? What do I take to camp? And, and there's so many variables around that even. And I just did a post last week and I talk about owning who I am. It's the first time I've ever put a post into every mining group that I'm in, except for one, word on the whole road, because there was no need for that. That just would have been silly. <laughs> they just would have. That would, I wouldn't have got much sense. But um, it was about what do you take to camp? Are you one of those people who just has one bag, you walk in your donger, you throw it on the desk, that's it, you're unpacked. That's what um, the real miner was like. Me, four trips, especially when I was doing all this podcasting and shit, I bring a whole office with me every week. I had a pyjama day to fill, <laughs> you know, and I've got to have um, oh, everything because no kettle, so I had to have kettle coffee brings you know the esky beers got to be a carton of beer in there as well because could then um i like to have a nice blanket on top of my bed my own pillow that's a must you know then you've got all your charges toiletries laundry basket different shoes clothes to wear. and some of the comments I've, I've had um i just had looked for and it's like insane three, four hundred comments in all these different groups and I'm going to compile them all and make a mega list and then people can go through and go, nah, nah, that's not mine, you know, and then that's going to be a resource inside one of um, one of my courses that I'm creating, which is cool. Got a start well, date. Now that, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's, nearly, um, that's nearly like the carton rules, isn't it? That's going to be become folklore, the mad mumsy what to take to site list. 
Yes. Oh, my God. And the carton rule, that's in the mining terms you need to know. And what are the rules around the carton? Yeah. 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 I remember (laughs) for the real miner, for his crew, he got me to type out the rules because he was in charge of the figuring out the rules and he got me to type it out. And it was was so like it was a – they'd already done it before so it was kind of a few amendments were being made. But it's hilarious. That's a carton. You hear that all the time. And in some sites, that's a you, carton. Yeah, in some sites you actually pay up, and other sites, not really. But mum, oh yeah, we have to fifty bucks every fuck up. I'd oh, last true. Week. Yeah, right. Yep. So, but is it yep. cash? And if or? you and if you argue if it's a carton or not, that's a carton. It's <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely the rules. Isn't it? <laughs> But then is there a judge as well? Is there like an arbitrator that you can take it to? Well, they yeah, they for the two-on-one crew, so they, they have their shift change. So they have kangaroo court on yeah, shift right. change. So there's three judges and they <laughs> you uh, plead your case to the can, to the court and uh, the three judges judge on whether it's a carton or whether what punishment or well, and it's all like kept in a book, and like it's yeah, one yeah. crew where I am does it does it really well. It's uh, then it holds people accountable as well for fuck ups. Can't be bloody denting shit and fucking machinery and not uh, paying up for it. Fifty, but it probably yeah. cost the company thousands. You can at least fork fork up bloody fifty bucks for a carton of piss for the crew. Well, and with ours was the biggest one that, that um, got contested was about if you got bogged. And, like, get fucked. We were all getting bogged in there all day, <laughs> you know. Did you ever even go down there? That was the biggest shit fight. Why were we even working? Or if you're going back after rain and it's just, yeah, the bogging one is a bogging carton. They were. Um, but when I had my mum on, because she worked in WA, in the, I think we worked it out in the early 80s and she was a different show back then, that's for sure. That's a really good episode to listen to, you know, back in the day. And she talked about pioneering women, she was a pioneering woman, started as a cleaner, then went into the kitchen and then ended up in laboratories and was a laboratory supervisor. Um, and uh, now she's an artist. And, but... Yeah, some of the stories she used to tell me. Oh, well, she did. She shared them on the podcast. And with the cartons, she said on a Friday night, sometimes there'd be there'd be 30 cartons and they'd actually rock up with beer. You know, there's no here's 50 yeah. bucks for the social club or anything. It's actually so much. So, yeah, so many stories around the cartons. But they're the sort of things you don't don't know about. And like pineapple. Well, you'll have to. You'll have to give me, send me the, I guess, links to your, all these like uh, Mad Bazaar, like the, your, your popular episodes. I'll include them in the, uh, in the description. So, because that's what everyone always wants to know. Like when you forward on another podcast, it's like, what are the best episodes? Like the, because mm. you usually look at the first five in the feed, which are the most recent, but sometimes the best ones could have been a year ago. Um, yeah. Yeah, mm. way back. Yeah, you'll have to send them through to us. I'll put them in the notes. All right, yeah. And where do your notes live? Are they your show notes? Where do you keep those? Oh, no, I just, well, I'll just put it in the episode description usually. So you just I upload yeah, it get the- to your host. You don't have a page that they go to back on a website? Well, I um, I – 
I put the same description in the podcast host as I do on my website. So I just put a, I've got a page, a post for each episode on my website and it's just the exact same show notes go into the, yeah. so you've got double the chance of finding them in case they don't go to my website. Yeah. Yeah, and then oh, but, and marketing one hundred and one. Look at us go. All right, but this is people <laughs> who say, "Well, you know, why well, have a fucking podcast other than you like talking, drinking beer, and making new friends?" Um, <laughs> but like with mine, it's that I have a homepage for the podcast, and because then when you're on someone else's podcast, so that's madmumsy dot com forward slash beers, and then each episode just has whatever number, so then they can easily go back to the show notes like the last one I was on the uh released yesterday the doctors their boat burnt down and so there's two YouTube videos on there of their boat on fire and shit I'm like go to the show notes but what that's doing is trying to get your audience to interact with you and then they come to your website and then like for me there's a pop-up about signing up to my email list if you're trying to get a job in the mines so, and then that's how they, you, you start to get them in your funnel and all those, <laughs> all those fun things. Um, but if you're just doing it because you want to podcast and talk to people, um, you know, but you, same thing, you don't know where it's going to go for you. You got merch now, right? Oh, fucking merch. Bloody <laughs> pain in the ass. I thought it was going to sell really quick and easily, but it's, I've sold a lot to people haggling face to face, but it just oh, it hasn't really taken off. Bit more, too much effort for fucking what to get out of it. I think, but um, oh yeah, I was yeah. The merch has let me down. I thought it was gonna sell a lot better than it did, but it hasn't. Yeah, I nearly given yeah, up on the fucking a- merch. Mm. Yeah, but I but I give out. Um, it, but it's good now. I've got it set up because like, on my like patron stuff, so people sign up for the top patron thing, they get a free merch pack. So it's it's used for that for all the people that want to support it. And yeah. So there is a purpose. Ah, oh, it might take off. Oh, you know, you know what it's like. Like some days you just get so fucking disheartened when things don't go to plan for the effort you put in. And you're just like, ah, oh. but you just got to keep having a crack, don't you? Well, you do. And just keep like I had Patreon for a while and it was – you know, support the podcast, just pay a couple of bucks a month or whatever. And I think I had three people sign up and then they just dropped off and I wasn't really going back and doing anything. But I was mentioning them on the podcast and I wanted to be able to, I was going to send them a a stubby cooler or something, you know, but just as a way to try and um, get some money to help support the podcast. But also it's something that a lot of other podcasters were doing so because I listen to other podcasts as well, not so much these days, but um, they're more podcasts about podcasting <laughs> nowadays. And, you know, you just try all, try all different things. Like there's some podcasts now that are, well, that's what yours is, isn't it? The patron is paid paid content as well as you, like you got your free content, but then you go in there for the extra mm. special episodes. Is that what Extra that is? rough as guts stuff, yeah, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much the stuff. But it's a, it's a win-win because it's it's all the stuff that people want to listen to, so they'll pay for it. But it's also the really rough stuff that uh, deters corporate people from getting involved with me because I'm dro- dropping C bombs and everything flat yeah. out. So it's a, it's hidden from the public. So it's like a bit of a win-win. So yeah. So what's the 
your uh, beers with a minor podcast, I guess purpose of it initially versus, I guess, purpose of it now has the the reason you Ooh. keep doing it has that evolved over time? Why 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 are you still doing it after five years? Well. The purpose of it at first, I think, was to see if I could do a podcast because I'd been listening to entrepreneurs all about podcasting and stuff. And I'm a bit of a, well, not a bit, I'm a lot of a techno nerd. A techno nana <laughs> is my new name here where I am at this studio. And I just love going down new rabbit holes, you know, like, oh, look, rabbit, shiny thing. And podcast was one of those. There's a Peter Finn comment. Rabbit yeah. hole. He loves the word rabbit hole. Oh, does he really? Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Every episode he says it. And he oh, even now he even pulls him up and says, oh, I love saying rabbit hole. I haven't uh-huh. listened to one for a while. But if you're listening, yeah. Finny, how you going, mate? G'day, Finny. We'll have a beer for you. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> I did see a post this week that he's back. He's had a bit of a break. He so. is back. He has, mm. He's had a bit of a hiatus. Yeah, yeah which, is, which is – Allowed, and that's what has been a few times where I'm like, oh, I felt like Mad Mumsy was right at the bottom of the to-do list, you know, and I just wasn't getting any done and I had a really shit year like a lot of people. You know, six months I had a lot of major things that happened in my world and to my family and so the last thing you feel like doing is being happy and, you know, or pretending or I, do, I just didn't have the the energy around it to do it. And um, I also started doing some stuff with my sister. And so we started another podcast called What Boots? And um, that says Steel Cap Sisters. So I'm Mad Mumsy and then she's Hard Hat Mentor. Um, and that's her brand. She's a culture, cultural and leadership specialist now and she's a consultant but she's been in mining since she was 18 and she's old like me so she's been doing it forever and has started in all these different ways and then got into safety because of the shit she'd been through you know and got a real passion for safety and why do people do things sometimes and not others and why do management come to your pre-start meetings and stand out the front with their arms crossed and expect us to listen and act on what they're you know, trying to yell at us. It's like, fuck off, back to the office, dickhead. You know, you don't take it in. So she's kind of like the an in-between person. She's like the us, busted ass minor person, but can do the corporate side of it as well. And she's trying to help them to blend to us and us to do the right thing. Anyway, she's very sought after, kick-ass facilitator. So we kind of look at it together. We're still cap sisters. Um, which he came up with, which I really like. So that's another brand. <laughs> and um, But we wanted to have something where, because she's been on my podcast a few times as well, and we wanted to have something where we could just talk, not necessarily always mining, but it still always comes back to mining because that's our life. And so what we talk about is um, what boots have you got on at the moment? Like right now I've got my podcasting boots on. And um, yesterday I had my Nana boots on because I was hanging out with my grandson, you know. So it's a it's a mindset kind of thing. 
and and if you've got to go in and have a critical conversation or say um, whether it be at work or with your family or kids or parents, whatever, to think about what boots do I need to put on to have an outcome that this is going to be what I want sort of thing. So just to consciously think about what the fuck you're thinking about, if that makes sense. And so we've only done three episodes and um, it's called What Boots? And the first couple are kind of um, our own stories but also uh, why we started Steel Cap Sisters and that basically started around the time that over here in Queensland we were losing a lot of people, well, killing a lot of people. And um, I wasn't dealing with it at all um, because it was a couple of, like too close, too close to home. And um, so being the techno kind of girl that I, a woman that I am, the only, my blister said, what, what can you do that um, make you feel like you're helping? What, you know, like, what can you do? in your sphere of control because I couldn't, you can't stop people dying, but what I could do is help to make people aware of um, what was going on. So I was getting contacted by people who were saying, old mate died on night shift. We've come, uh, you know, at a different site, but not far away. We've come to work in the morning and asked at our pre-start, oh, you know, someone died last night over there and, like, do you know anything? And they basically got yelled at by their supervisor and said, yeah, well, we only know as much as you do. Well, it'll all come out in the investigation. Now get to work, you know, and that was it. And our thing is that what a golden opportunity to have a chat with your crew and just say, I know, guys, right, it's pretty shit. We don't know who it is. We don't know what's going on. Um... But let's use this as as a way to um, make sure we all look after each other today and get home safely to our families because that's what we all want. And in the meantime, let's bow our heads. Let's have a minute silence for old mate down the road. One minute. I know we have production, right? But fucking one minute, and then everyone go to work. So they, so the workers feel heard. How much time, yesterday was Are You Okay Day? And how much time and money and messaging is there about everyone has to open up and speak? And then when something like that happens, and this was like the eighth, the eighth death in about six months. So like they were piling up and piling up and it was just, it was just fucked. It was a real shit show. And so what I did was um, I ended up creating a graphic with, it must have been the fourth one with four candles and four pairs of steel cap boots and hashtag one minute for our lost miners and steel cap sisters. And we shared that. And then not long after that, I had to do it again. And then I had to do it on New Year's Eve. And But I couldn't add any more, I couldn't add any more boots on there. So anyway, that's kind of how steel cap sisters began and um then they had the big safety reset here and you know the stories I was hearing from that were it was meant to be originally a, a full two-day shutdown let's look at the safety on our site the culture the all the things and it got to the point well, across across Queensland all of Queensland yeah 
Yeah, all coal mines. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I think quarries yep. as well because we had a couple of quarry workers. Um, yep, the union were pushing um, for that and it was meant to happen and I know of at least two sites where it was over between first and second crib and they, the leaders were out there going, you lot finished yet? And then that was their, their big answer. Some sites did do it properly. Some sites do have a minute silence. I ha- I, one guy I've had on um, who's an underground deputy, uh, Buck, he, um, he said he's done it when it's happened as well. So it, it just um, can get so real out there when shit like that happens. You know, just two days ago on our news, a mine worker, it was an underground mine, but I didn't know that at the time, mine worker was helicoptered out. He um, uh, had had an accident and that's all you hit, well, that's all you know. Like, who is it? Where is it? An accident? How bad? You know, is this going to be the next one or not? And it's real and that's why I do what I do as well because I want people who think a job in the mines is all about money and time off to know there's a lot of other shit around it as well. Why it's important that you do do the right things when you're out at work. Like duty of care we joked about earlier, but it's fucking important, you know. You can't be going out there mucking about too much because you could kill someone. You could kill yourself, mm-hmm. but worse, you could kill someone else. So, Because well, it's when people say that mining's dangerous that 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 um annoys me a bit mining is, oh, i don't know like that word i like mining is a very very hazardous job yes, there is uh, proven controls in place to mitigate every single hazard and but unfortunately they're all written in blood mm, that's it and after each big incident um be it death or a, like near miss or a something, they have the the ICAM, the investigation. It comes out like a mining inquiry. All the things, right? This is what we need to change so it never happens again. And that's what they always say. What can we do to prevent this ever happening again? That's why we need to go into it so deep to find out like what happened, so that we can see what didn't get done or whatever. So, um, but sadly in time, those things wear off. I've seen it on site, you know. Complacency can come back. People start doing it the old way, not this new fangle-dangle way that was created to help stopping anything happen. Um, But I do agree, I I like your thoughts there about danger versus hazardous. Um, I agree with that. I like that. I'll take that well, on board. <laughs> the, the best um, when you were talking about, you know, people that are pushing, I guess I guess don't take safety stops or a, a fatality elsewhere seriously. Well, I'm not saying they don't take it seriously, but when they, oh, I guess they don't give it the, the proper energy or concern that they should like, like the best bosses I've ever worked under and that I work under currently, they um 
it's the way they address people and everything they offer because they understand that everyone in the room isn't the same. Like everyone's affected differently, and whether they knew them or not, they could be like there's there's people like yourself in the room that get very emotional about these things because they take it they take it personally, and it's close to home, and they 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 get up there and they. They offer the EAP services, like even like even if it's a fatality at a totally different state, a totally different mine. They, the best bosses, understand that it affects the whole industry, um, and and uh, uh, yeah, they they. Well, I remember specifically one address we got. It's like, look, all I ask for you is tonight is everyone just have a have a have a yarn and look out for each other, um, and they don't give a shit about. Ton, meters and tons and everything don't come into the equation when something like that's happening. They're the best environments to work in. And that's what, and I guess that's my bloody, I'm the same as you. I'm, I'm out to promote there's bloody, you know, you get all the shit in the newspaper, but you don't hear about those situations. You don't hear about the bloody how good mining can be and the bloody awesome people that work in the industry and that you can work under. It's, um, mm. you just need more of that. Definitely. And I think too that hopefully um, by talking about things like that, it helps people that are leaders or they're not a leader yet, but they're going to become a leader to think along those lines as well, you know, Um, because when it comes down to it, all we want to do is go to work safely, get our money try to have a bit of fun while we're there. That's, you know, what I like to think. And then we'll find a way to get through it in a way that's not um, challenging and then go home and go home safe. Go home to your families. And because the other big thing too when stuff like this happens is because it's the family members who are at home who freak out too, you know, Um so I've been on the ABC. Well, so, social media fucks everything. Oh, social I Social media fuck. That's and and that's why they can't. That's why I have to be so secretive in everything, releasing information. Be so careful releasing information because it just spreads like wildfire on fucking Facebook. That's um, it's in the enemy of it these days. Well, it is, and um, I've got a whole website called Social Media and Next of Kin because my daughter's my eldest daughter her partner died at the bottom of a coal mine he had a heart attack and um she was uh not home she was down on the coast with her sister because he'd gone out to work she'd gone down for a holiday and um the cops came to our house and I was the one who had to ring her and tell her that he died and um it's the hardest thing I've ever had to do well Except for in January, I had to then tell them that their dad died as well in England. So that was part of my shit year. But um, she was getting messages from people saying, I'm sorry for your loss. And she didn't even know yet. But she hadn't read those messages um, because it happened, well, it happened at five o'clock in the morning. And do you know, ever since our clocks in our house, two houses, have never been the same. Ever since Big T died. There's a few episodes around that as well on my podcast. And he, um, 
because Shannon threw my clock out because we sw- we I got two houses. They lived in one, I lived in one, and then we decided that we'd swap. But we swapped everything, but we didn't swap the clock. And so the house they were living in still had my old clock in there that I really loved. And then he died at 5 o'clock in the morning and that fucking clock stopped at 5 o'clock. And my daughter couldn't handle it and she threw it out. <laughs> I'm like, that was my clock. But anyway, okay. <laughs> and ever since then, just just no yeah, clocks. Would, yeah, wouldn't bring that one up. <laughs> oh no, no. Well, that was you know I didn't like. That's why I whispered. I kept that to myself. But now it's it's been it's been about six or seven years. But um, just going back to the emotional side of it, uh, I had a I don't know maybe two two rounds off after that because I had to be there for my daughter and we went down for the funeral and all the. You know, all the things. And um, when I went back to work, I remember it was night shift and I was standing on the edge of the pit because open cut and where our crib hut was at the time, you could sort of see. And um, I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't go back in the hole. I, Our hole, not your hole. I, I couldn't go down there because all I kept thinking was no one should die in the bottom of a coal mine. And or anywhere, but he was um he was down there for about four or five hours by the time they get someone out there and they do the things and then they got to you know because big incident shut down the mine. He was there way too long, and I was a, a shaking heap, and I thought, how the fuck am I meant to go and drive a big truck? I'm not ready. I'm just not ready. And Mad Baz, my stepdad, he was on the other crew. So he was finishing day shift. And um, he come out, up out of the pit and uh, someone must have pointed him over to me and he come over and I just cried and cried and cried and he hugged me. He said, come on. And we went and saw my supervisor. And that's why I bring it up or another reason is about supervisors. The best supervisor I ever had was my last one and he – he said, just get back on that bus, mate. You're not ready and that's okay. But you, you'll be ready. You'll be ready. Not, it, It's okay. You'll be right. Look after her, Baz, he says. And so um, I got back on the bus and I think I went back the next night. But it was just that first night. It was just, it just, it was just so hard. I just couldn't do it. And, um, and that wasn't a, a mining tragedy. <laughs> Well, it was tragic to us, you know, but it was a health reason. It wasn't um, an accident or anything, and I can imagine just – I can't even imagine how tough that would be when when it's – they're healthy and this happened, and you know, like it's just shit. It's just – and the crew that I had were amazing and the mine were great, but if that – if I'd have been at that other mine, that other band camp, where I didn't want to even be Mad Mumsy, I wouldn't have got that there. I know I wouldn't have. It would have been, oh, look, that's the emotional little weird lady again, <laughs> you know. Um, but then there's other times my emotions can really are needed because – I've helped other people who are going through a tough time and I'm a, I'm 
what's the word, have empathy for them and I, I can see that they're doing it tough and I'll take them aside and I'll say, what's going on, mate, you are right? I, and I'm, I think every crew needs, needs a nana. <laughs> you need a mum. <laughs> need you a mum and a nana. You need, someone needs to be the mum. Someone needs to be the mum even if it's a bloke. Like it doesn't matter. It's that mm. energy of someone that gives a shit about what's, what else is happening other than are you doing your job right because there's so much more around it, which is why I'm so passionate about everything that I do. And why I keep going and why Mad Mumsy has evolved and why I've grown so much that I now don't mind talking about it. And um, I I do it because I hope that it will help someone and if I help one person, well, it's all worth it, you know. After going through these numerous incidents, within a short period by the sounds of it, did, did – it ever become too much that Mad Mumsy was nearly gonna be, uh, you know, pushed pushed away? That it was nearly too much to keep turning up to do that job, or did that actually help you get through it? Each thing. Oh yeah, definitely. Yes, good point. Uh, Mad Mumsy definitely helped me get through Tony's death, Big T. Um, he because I spoke about it on the podcast and the reason I spoke about it mostly on the podcast was to explain why I'd been away, why my absence, because up until then I'd been reasonably regular every week, every couple of weeks, um, and also to talk about social media um, and why they have social media policies and why um, don't just share shit. Until you know, I always wait like that picture that I created for when someone dies, hashtag one minute for our lost miners. I never share it until I see it on the ABC. <laughs> um, mm. And because I'm not a reporter, but I just feel like I need to, that's how I can express it is like, are you fucking serious? It's happened again. Um, Mad Mad Mumsy definitely helped me get through it. I think there's a couple of three episodes maybe about Big T. So a year later we had a reunion and we had a a thing at the pub and I – two pubs, <laughs> three maybe. And I recorded all the Harleys riding off because he had a Harley in that and that and Nadal was at the end and, and stuff and that really helped me and um, – um, but all of the deaths that we had and then my kids going through some other really tough stuff, um, I never went away from Mad Mumsy, but it definitely made me stop going and working in the mines. Like I've, I'm not going over the hill anymore except to go to a pub and have a drink with old mates or something. <laughs> um, and I... I had um, a few tough, probably two tough weeks in my truck that last when I decided I we were getting hammered by big rocks, big rocks. Like they just, what the fuck? They're saving money on drill and blast. Like they didn't put enough bomb in there or something. We we always jokingly talk about wheat bix and rice bubbles, 
And the difference between getting loaded by a digger who's loading you with wheat with rice bubbles compared to wheat, with wheat bicks, so big, massive rocks. And some of them are so big you have to get out your truck and go and stand over by the lighting plant while they put it in because they don't know what the fuck's going to happen. But And I had that happen about three times in one block of night shifts and um, – when you when there's a massive rock in the back of your truck, you go, you know, you got to take it easy, get into the dump because it's going to move. And the thing was, what made like I I did it for thirteen years, so I'm used to it. But the thing is that there were no fines to put in first, so you meant to put like a bed of rice bubbles and then put the wheat bix on top. Um, but there weren't any, and and I felt for the digger drivers because they were doing their best and they were around with these rocks all night and trying to get them and not hurt us and calling us up you know copy truck 45 big one coming in yeah I'm watching you you know <laughs> and then they got to try and get it in and and so you're literally rocking and rolling the uh, am fm radio comes flying out the truck all the dust comes out the shit carpet in the roof the sound proofing stuff um and then you've got to get to the dump and then you've got to tip it off. Well, this last one that I tipped off, it fucking rocked. Like my wheels come up for sure and then smashed back down and then the tray was rocking and I was just, uh, can you guess what I was doing? <laughs> Do be like, fuck this shit. <laughs> I was yelling and crying and yelling and this shit and I pulled up at the dump and I got out and I was yelling at the sky and I was just like I can't do this anymore I can't do this anymore and um my supervisor because he'd heard it all on the two-way and that and the dozer driver saw me he goes fuck you right in there mate and I'm like no <laughs> and my supervisor called me up and he said go to the crib up mate have a cup of tea I'll be up there soon and um I sat up there for probably three or four hours talking to him and the OCE about all my Mad Mumsy stuff we ended up talking about. And I said, um, my truck's still running. I should probably go back. Yeah, oh, fuck it. She, you know, we're going home soon. She'll run out of fuel. <laughs> and, I, and I said, I'm not doing it anymore. That's the end, That's the end of me. And they were like, yeah, you're not coming back? I said, no. Nah. And thank you guys so much. And they were like, go for it. Go out there. Be Mad Mumsy. Fucking own it. And that really helped me. And so... I went, we had three little buses and I went and said goodbye to everyone. And they're like, yeah, see you next break, mate. I'm like, no, I'm not coming back. <laughs> and then the other I crew. It. <laughs> I'm snatching it, mate. And then the other crew, <laughs> they um, uh, they came for shift change. So I got to, because they bring the bus out and then we all get on. So I got to say goodbye to most of them as well. Um, and I never went back. I never went back after that. But it really, it really. When threw was that? Me. How long ago was that? Two years, I think, must be. Time, you know, yeah. it feels like six months, <laughs> but it's not. So, is it? Are you full time Mad Mumsy now? Well, I'm Mad Mumsy. I'm College of Riverhouse Productions. <laughs> so I do social media for people. Um, a couple of people's websites. I'm not. I don't really love that. So I, I don't. I I don't do much of that. And creating my online courses. Um, and doing whatever I can. When I first left, I started at the strawberry farm up here. I didn't care what I was doing. I just want going back to mining. And 
it's just like, yeah, I'm I'm not on the money and I'm building to have enough money, but it's just um, I don't care. That's just not my priority anymore. You're you're a bloody hippie anyway. You'd be able to survive on fuck all. That right. typical bloody hippie. As long as I <laughs> so long as I have got beer and coffee <laughs> and milk. You're sweet. <laughs> and a potato that I can chuck in the microwave, I'm pretty good, you know. And and um fuel to get here. But um no, I'm good and I'm doing some work with my sister and you know, um we've got big plans with that Steel Cap Sisters brand and um, and I'm working on my online courses, sell a few audio books. Yeah, so and, tell and tell things. tell us about the online courses. Tell us about what what's in them. What's the go? When are they happening? How much? Bloody, give us the fucking sales pitch. Give mate. us the fucking hell. I've never had to do. I need a drink for that. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> funny thing is, most of them are free. Which I had coaches last year, and they're like, "You got to, you know." You can't just do everything for free. Um, but now I own my value, so I charge people now to do the social media stuff, that side of it. And now Mad Mumsy, I've got a couple of courses, that I, the audio book I sell. So I've, the free course is called Pounce, How to Pounce on Your Mining Job. So be ready. And it goes through all sorts of things like um, – the whole first section is are you even cut out for mining? Is, is your family ready for you to go mining? And I give them a lot of questions to think about. You know, are you going to move to another town? Do you want to fly in, fly out? Do you want to drive? Um, what are you prepared to do? Do you want to start as a cleaner or you no way you're not doing that? Um, you know, just lots of the thought patterns of what, they don't even know the questions they need to ask yet. How much money do you want to spend to get a job in the mines? Because you need to spend money to get your standard 11 and, you know, like the inductions and stuff. Um, and then we start going into more things like your resume and places to go and what happens What happens at your standard 11, what happens at a cold board medical um, and what's the difference between a cobalt medical and fit for work? You know, where you got to get down and fucking waddle like a duck and <laughs> all those sort of shit things that you got to do to prove that you can do it. Um, and then, so there's, there's that free course and there's about a thousand people have gone through that. And, um, and then I've got another version of that, which is a, a PDF. So it's, Makes it more like, ah, uh, hello. Oh, it's all right. We've got a buddy. <laughs> we got a ring in. Hello. <laughs> Say hello. Hi. Say hello. Hello, sweetie. How are you? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> she didn't know what was going on there. <laughs> this is Frankie. Oh, oh. No. Sorry to buddy. Sorry to interrupt. It's all mate. good. <laughs> yeah. All good. Um, yeah, so I recorded that course which is a book now as well so um i sell that for 27 so what so what format does it for so 20 would you say 27 bucks as a 20, book is it 20 yeah but it's the free course right a, so, an, a, an e-book yeah well it's basically it's a downloadable pdf 
So it's a PDF that they can download and it's an MP3 audio file that they can download. And it's me going through it and reading it and I go off on a few tangents and have to tell myself off I'm meant to be recording an audio book, not doing a podcast. So there's a few extra bits in there. Now I've also got a private Facebook group. So for anyone who actually pays to come into a course um, or buys anything, they get to come into this private group. And I've got a few other people in there, basically people who've been on my podcast who are going to help them, who aren't going to bully them or give them stupid answers like you get in a lot of the Facebook groups because you see them come in, oh, how do I get a job in the mines? And everyone, they just hammer them and say, oh, don't even bother unless you got tits, you know. <laughs> and um, uh, what else they say? Oh, go back to Maccas, we don't want you and so much stuff. It's just really bad. Um, so it's a non-judgmental, no bullshit places, no silly questions and I do – Facebook lives in there where they can just come on and ask me questions and things. So there's that. And then this new course that I'm creating is um, is going to be the start date now what? And that one's going to be, look out, $157. <laughs> but it goes Ooh, through all their uniform. Oh, I know, right? Look out, Mad Mumsy on the big bucks. Um, but it's starts off from all things like um, choosing your uniform and things to think about with different sorts of materials and go in and try your boots on if you can. Don't just say I'm a size seven and then you get them and, you you know, um, and that you've got your start date but your actual start date may change because things happen and so don't think just because you're going to start on that date that that's definite so many things, what to take to camp. <laughs> um, I've got a whole section on machines you'll see on site, which is a webinar I did once, and I used all those pictures that I got from that um, other band camp. And and I actually also go through what the machine is known as. So, you know, like a, an excavator is actually a digger. So if you go to Sai and you think it's an ex excavator and everyone's telling you go to dig a 10, like, well, what the fuck's that, you know? And because that's what happened to me when I started. I didn't know what any of the machines were. I did not even know what a grader was. I can't believe I didn't know that. That's just, Just thinking yeah. something that chops cheese. <laughs> yeah, just something you see in roadworks. I don't care, you know. Um, now I love going through the roadworks and talking to my grandson about them all and that. And, and, you know, I love driving the grader. That is one thing I miss about mining is grading. That's that. Yep. Yeah. And the crew, you miss your crew and stuff. So, yeah, but um, that's what I'm doing, plugging away on the podcast, trying to build this community, trying to flog a, mu flog a few courses. <laughs> But so where, the difference, so the, uh, the, you're I was right. just going to oh, say no, the just thing, saying, you go. Oh, we, could, we could go back and forth. We could fight on this for another 10 minutes. You know, <laughs> day, I'll do that all the time. You go. No, I'll go. You go. <laughs> I'm having a drink. You talk. <laughs> you're right. Well, so where's the, because um, these courses sound bloody cool because it is literally what everyone wants and needs to know before they get a mining job where do they go to get access you go to mining.teachable.com 
mining.teachable.com. Fantastic. Yes. I'll chuck it in those show notes we Beautiful. talked about. Beautiful. And it's free to sign up and then and you can see all the different courses. So there's even a bloody meditation one on there that's free. There's Mad Baz with his mining terms you need to know. So you can listen to the podcast but you can also download the PDF so that you can start to know it. And see, one of the, one of the tips that I tell them in one – somewhere, I don't know, a few places, is to get a two-way, even if it's just a handheld two-way and start listening to the truckies and stuff because in our world, in open car, it's all about two-way and you, the amount of times you're like, I don't even know what they said, but your trainer is all over it, you know, so you need to start being able to tune in and that, yeah. Well, there so you go. That's go. It. I'm just, um, <laughs> it's good, it's awesome to hear that you're, given the whole thing a crack which is um and it's a getting those multiple revenue streams is the biggest challenge but it sounds like you're all bloody over it and it's going to be huge well i'm trying i'm trying and i'm you know i'm there's other things there's always other things but um that's what i was going to say to you before is the beauty with an online course or a digital product is you only create it once and then people will just buy it while you're asleep or whatever, you know. I've got a notification on my phone when I get an email from Teachable that someone signed up to one of my courses and the sound is ka-ching, <laughs> even, even for a free one because <laughs> they're in the funnel and they're a new person and, and stuff. And, um, but a good thing that did happen to me, when was that, 2018, was – I was a finalist for the Australian Podcast Awards and just going oh, back really? to what made me really step into what I'm doing was that recognition really blew me away. It did like really – I was having lunch at the pub with my daughter and they were announcing it on Twitter who the finalists were going to be and I couldn't look and it was the first time I'd entered and um, it was the first year they had it, second year. So it was the second time actually. And she had a look and she's like, Mom, Mom, you're a finalist. And I'm in the dining room of our local, local pub screaming, going, no, I'm not. She showed me and she videoed me. It's hilarious. Gold. So funny. And so I went down to Melbourne for the podcast awards and I was in the career and industry section and they were all just fascinated with, oh, you drive the trucks. Oh, wow. And they nearly all said, you must be rich. <laughs> And, um, <laughs> you know, it's so, oh, so funny. And then when we were down there, we were on a, tr- uh, what do you call it, a tram, and there were these two young fellas behind us and they were talking about mining for some reason. They're, oh, they were in their you know, teenagers, probably in their 20s. And um, they were talking about how big the trucks are and they were saying they're like a two-storey building and they're, they're like a whole block and it was just like they're big but – these guys, it wasn't like that. We'd just sit there laughing. It was so funny. But the people, the other people that were finalists were um, pharmaceuticalists. So, like, you know, people that run chemists, uh, headmasters, an interior design mob, and something for teachers, I think. And then there was Mad Mumsy, <laughs> all about mining. Oh, and it was. <laughs> that is a dog. <laughs> Diverse crew, all right. It was so funny. It, but that really helped me to keep going and I didn't win. I didn't care. I was just happy to have been well, you're nominated. you the final. You've won yeah. already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I got 
you know, got the graphics that say you're a finalist and stuff. So there's a bit of recognition for the brand as well. So, yeah, that really helped. You're, you, you're next. You enter this year. I didn't even know they fucking existed, <laughs> to be honest. I'll, I'll, I'll throw me hat in the ring, see what happens. <laughs> see what happens. Well, I Why had not? a look and they've changed all the categories. I entered last year and none of the categories, they weren't me, I didn't think. Like, there was a news one, I think, so I, I don't know. And because, see, the thing with podcasting now is that there's every radio show has a podcast all the ABC, every ABC show has a podcast. All the, you know, all the um, newsworthy documentaries, all the um, true crime things. There's just so many people that are already sound engineers and directors and producers and all of that. The old original bloody independent podcasters are just... Um, yeah, it's just not the same. But I'm I'm proud to to have been one of those and to still be going, even though intermittently whenever I get around to it. I used to say, I'll see you next week, and now I say, I'll see you next time. <laughs> next time. <laughs> next time on the podcast. <laughs> whenever the fuck that is. <coughs> yes. Oh, that's good. Well, on behalf of a fellow mining podcaster that's come in later, just bloody congratulations on everything you've done and most not from what i've heard today everything you've done it's going through everything and turning up and still doing it because it sounds like you could have just fucking given it away uh but you've served the purpose of you had this you you still do it to just because you're a fucking legend long (laughs) and the short (laughs) It's uh, oh it's just it's a, it's um, yeah. The best the best thing about this, as you know, is being able to sit down and not know what you're going to hear about anyone, and you get to the end of it, and you're like, holy shit, what a story! It's so much more than just some cartoon character and a few podcast episodes. It's uh, it's fantastic to hear the whole thing. Thanks so much. And thank you oh, for digging. I'm cry again. Oh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. <gasps> no, I'm, I want to thank sweep. you. I want to thank you for taking me into a lot more of the places that I haven't thought about, about why I chose to keep going, why I didn't stop when everything went to shit, um, why, why I still do it why yeah all the podcasting stuff not just not how mining. did i get in not how did i get into mining yeah um which is uh-huh. usually the, what most people trot out so thank you that's a good it must podcasting. Have been all that planning i put in place all <laughs> oh, right yeah like mine for yours <laughs> yeah sweet but, fa <laughs> no no but that's my i like to say that is my interview style is I like to not know fuck all well, we're very so that similar. I yeah. can, and same with you, discover the story at the same time your listeners are, you know. Like, of course, I know a couple of things. Like when I interviewed Louise a couple of weeks ago, who ended up a judge for the world, you know, competition, that, all, that's all I knew. And she's a heavy vehicle and she's a mechanic and she's passionate about helping people. 
And that was it. And her story was amazing. And that's the style I like, not structured. And I like not having a time frame as well. My podcasts go as long as they need to go or as long as the person mm. I can kidnap them for. <laughs> you know, you well, don't my, want to ramble yeah, mine, forever mine either, for, but, you know. <laughs> I, like, I like them going for as long as they need to, but it, yeah. when – Kids are screaming like fuck, and the misters is staring at me. I'm like, I think it's, I think we've hit the limit, which is that, not happening at the moment. But give oh, it another right. ten, it might. So I was going to say, well, that's what happened when I interviewed you. It was like you, death stares from the missus. You better go. She's going to hate Mad Mums. I better go. <laughs> oh, I just got to edit out um, Frankie screaming in the background in our one, but uh, that's all uh, oh, right. Yeah, that. good luck. That's I all had part. to edit. But that, but that, I had to edit out the blower vac or the vacuum cleaner or something. On, oh yeah, god. Yeah, that's all right. All good. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, awesome. Not that. Well, this is going to be uh, one of many. We will do this again. Oh. Uh, both ways. One of those, what is it, those I do, you, you do, me bloody setups. Yeah, uh, sounds good. Yeah. No, bloody, oh, thanks so much. It's it's bloody good. Thank, it's good. It's it, Well, you're the first mining podcast. Oh, no, I've done Finney. But it, it's good talking to, like, not just another podcaster, another podcaster that does mining because we've all got different motives and things that keep us going. So mm. Yeah, that's right. And um, it's... I really like that there's a few of us around now and that we we're all mates. We've all been on each other's podcasts. We're not don't mm. see each other as competition. It, I must say though, at first I was like, huh. <laughs> I'm the mining podcast. They can't do that, you know. <laughs> then um Who's my this sis- little prick think he is. <laughs> yeah, well there were a couple of other little pricks before you, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that made me think that and 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 it wasn't so much podcasting it was uh starting to talk about mining like I do in a way and um my sister taught me through it you know she's my coach people pay a lot of money for her I got her as my sister so that's pretty cool but she yeah. um yeah she really helped me and she said you know people will find her and they'll find you as well and that's what happens especially with podcasting Oh, that was good. Are there any others like that? You know, because I've listened to all mm. of them. Who else is doing this? So if we can yeah. all help each other out. And I just want to say to you, thank you so much for asking me on your podcast um, because I wasn't sure if I was a fit because I've watched some of your live bloody things with your mates and all the underground and that, and I'm like, hey, I'm an open cup chick. <laughs> Oh, mining, mining. They're all digging holes and blowing rocks up. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, that's true. That's well, that's true. it. And that, but that's. I'm glad we um we ventured out of mining because it's. Yeah. Oh, well, it was about mining, but um, it was what it was supposed to be. Beautiful. Uh, long and the short of it. Yeah. It right, out. You're a bloody legend. Thanks so much, and uh, I look forward to many more. And just. Keep, as I said, I've got a T-shirt that just says "Just Turn Up," which is what you do each week with the bloody Mad Munsey. So make sure you keep fucking doing it. Keep fucking well. You hold me to account. Well, that's it. You don't have. <laughs> well, you have to. You got no. You haven't got a fucking mining job anymore, so you've got to literally got to do it. <laughs> got to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I'm so, still yeah, very connected bloody- to mining, so that's good. Yeah. Well, send us the um a list of all the. F- 
links, which is a shitload by the sounds of all the the new podcast ventures, the training courses, the bloody everything. I'll chuck them on the episode description website and hopefully bloody get a few of those 150 buck bloody course sign ups out of it. Hey, that'd be the shit. That'd be good. Thank you. And yeah. um, if anyone wants to find me on them on all the socials. And it's just at Mad Mumsy, and it's M-U-M-Z-I-E if you're looking for me. And um, say hello. I'd love to hear that you heard me on this crazy show. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy show, right. Crazy show. (laughs) Right, Beautiful. Thank you so much. I'll speak to you again very soon, and bloody thanks so much. Thanks,